presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Munavalan. It's Wednesday. We maybe, just maybe, might have an omnibus deal. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Congressional negotiators announced late Tuesday they'd reached agreement on a so-called framework for fiscal year 2023 spending, clearing the way for passage of an omnibus appropriations package before Christmas. Appropriators are not expected to reveal detailed top-line spending levels until a bill is written and filed. But negotiators had largely settled on a $858 billion defense budget while haggling over the non-defense number. The parties had been roughly $26 billion apart, with Republicans refusing to exceed $1.65 trillion in total discretionary spending in President Joe Biden's budget request. Notably absent from the statements touting the deal, any mention of the House GOP, whose leaders have pressed, at least publicly, for a short-term extension, giving their incoming majority more influence. Politicos, Burgess Everett and Sarah Ferris go deep this morning in today's playbook on what they call dwindling Republican enthusiasm for a spending deal. But with the top-line agreement in hand and the text mostly written, the spending bill appears to be on a glide path toward passage no later than December 23rd. Still, Politico's Caitlin Emma and Marianne Levine write that timing is extremely tight and a number of pitfalls could complicate passage in both chambers, including a host of unrelated policy provisions that members will push to include before the start of the next Congress in January. Speaking of unrelated policy provisions, what's likely in the bill? Tens of billions of dollars of new Ukraine aid and a rewrite of the Electoral Count Act. What's likely out? Any extension of the enhanced child tax credit and cannabis banking legislation. Eight years after the first summit of its kind, President Joe Biden is hosting a sequel to the U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit. But the situation on the continent has only grown more dire, with global crises such as climate change, COVID-19, and the fallout from Russia's invasion of Ukraine all hitting the continent especially hard. And after four years of Donald Trump at best neglecting and at worst denigrating the continent, this summit is something of a Hail Mary pass to improve relations. The pressure is on for Biden to do more than just talk, and the U.S. commitments are coming in quick. Just one day into the summit, the administration has pledged $55 billion in economic aid to African countries over the next three years. The appointment of a new special representative for U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit implementation and U.S. support for a permanent G20 seat for the African Union, a senior administration official told Playbook last night. This summit can't be a three-day event, and then we all return back to business. This summit is a launching pad for our engagement with Africa, and it's testament to how important the president views the continent. The summit's undercurrent is the economic and military foothold that China and Russia have been able to gain in Africa. In a session with Continental Leaders Tuesday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin called the impacts of cheap Russian arms and Chinese expansionism troubling. But administration officials have been exceedingly careful not to make African leaders feel like pawns on a geopolitical chessboard. The senior administration official said, We acknowledge where the world is in terms of heightened rivalries between our country and our competitors. But the summit's about our relationship with the continent. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. 
At 1.20 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to the U.S.-Africa Business Forum, where he'll deliver remarks at 1.30. And at 7 p.m., the President and First Lady will host the U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit Dinner, with Vice President Kamala Harris and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff also in attendance. The House will meet at 10 a.m. to consider a variety of legislation, with first votes predicted between 1 and 2.30 p.m. and last votes predicted between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. CFPB Director Rohit Chopra will testify before the House Financial Services Committee at 10 a.m. The Senate is in today. The Senate Banking Committee will hold a hearing on FTX at 10 a.m. with testimony from Kevin O'Leary and Ben McKenzie. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon offers 10 different programs designed to help employees advance their careers and move into higher paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.